Welcome to the Parker Edison Project. In this episode, we talk about the culture of sex in the city, where the sun always shines and where dating season is year round. We're not snowed in. We don't hibernate like they do in cold places. We don't find like our one person to like build our little nest and hibernate with because it's cold and you can't go out. We are the place for sexy getaways, for just like, hi, I'm in town, who's hanging out? In a time where Tinder is the new speed dating, we talk about the lascivious history of the San Diego dating scene and how the military and LGBTQ communities influenced the culture. We all know San Diego is gas lamp, it's this kind of high-end party town, but back then it was, it was pretty seedy. There was peep shows, arcades, triple X, film theaters. And we talk to underground rap legend Tumex about love songs and heartbreak. You know, I've missed out on a wife or two. Ooh! You know what I mean? I've already messed up and lost. It's going to be a good time. You should definitely swipe right. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Let me, let me, let me love you. Let me leave you. Let me love you later. But later is a ladder that a little lady fall. Falling in love and the feeling of falling could leave you in and out of favor. And do me a favor and never fall in love again. Maybe we could make a movie. Maybe we could make a baby. Maybe we could just make it. You being so jaded is making it kind of hard. Even if you never, ever let me know that I would never, ever leave you. Because leaving you would leave me all uneven half alive. You are now listening to the Parker Edison Project. Good morning. Welcome to the Parker Edison Project, where we examine tenets of American culture and what really makes America great. This episode, well, it's something complex. It's different. It's really different. Every medium we ever create, we find a way to use it for adult entertainment. And no place has pushed us further and faster than the West Coast. We have a long history in sexy entertainment. This is one of the reasons we're the perfect place for tourism in the Tinder app. Whoa, 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 whoa. Parker, you're not starting your show right now, are you? I mean, I, I gotta, I gotta do the show. Oh yeah, I, but I, we were in the middle of a conversation. You can't just like leave the conversation and start your show. I mean, yeah, but look, okay, look, no, we got we were, a bet, but no, we were talking about this. We had a bet going. It was, you know, a heated conversation, and then you just decided to start your show. That no. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my very good friend, uh, Miss Lolly. She and I have been having a discussion on dating scenes, and I said that Landis is way bigger than California. And if I'm wrong, I'll let you host the whole show. No, that, it's absolutely the West Coast. We got L.A., San Diego, San Francisco. We have Hollywood. Hey, Dave. Hey, can you can you look it up for me real quick? 
Yeah, I'm on Google, and this article from last year says San Diego, L.A., and the Bay are in the top 10 biggest dating scenes. Atlanta's only there once, so she's right. Word? Yep, so who hosts this episode? Hi, this is Sex and Stuff with Miss Lolly. I am your host, Miss Lolly. And with me today, I have my co-host, Parker. Today's topic is the sexy history of San Diego. So we have been talking about this for a while, Parker. Can you tell our listeners what your theory is? They're, they're not our listeners. They're my listeners. No, no. Today, they are our listeners. You lost the bet. We have three things that have helped shape San Diego into being the perfect haven for romance. The three influences, in my opinion, are the soldiers who've constantly been on shore leave, the transplants because we get everybody's best and brightest, and also the weather. That's my theory. That's my theory. Okay, so can you elaborate a little bit more on the military angle? Yeah, I mean, you know, because you're from here, but on some on a, on, a, on a little fact note, immigrants fled the anti-Chinese violence in the Northern California area and started working down here at our ports and our fishing boats. So by proximity, San Diego was always getting in on that action. The, the remnants of that that we still have are places like the China Doll Coffee Shop near Pacific Highway. And historically, they hired Asian waitresses and hostesses hoping to hook military money with like these kind of subtle references to exotic foreign ports. And I wasn't I wasn't like privy to that when I was growing up because I was bouncing back and forth in San Diego. But my homeboy Bob was so. Uh, is it cool if I call him up real fast? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Facts. Hey, Bob. Yo. Hey, what's good with you, man? I'm good. What's cracking? I'm doing this episode about sex in the city, how San Diego's got this big lascivious history, and I know that you know everything, man. So, first, can you do me a favor and just introduce yourself for, for my listeners? Yeah, uh, my name is Bob Surratt. I'm a librarian. I'm an MC here in San Diego. I go by stunt double. I oftentimes rock with my partner in crime, Tension, and I make songs about San Diego. And one of the reasons I'm reaching out to you is because you're just one of the all-around smart cats that I know. Even within your raps, there's this, this tendency to give San Diego's history. So you're like an unofficial street historian, in my opinion. You're too kind. Sure, I, I'm... All about San Diego. I live and breathe San Diego. You know, it works its way into a lot of my subject matter. I've done a few records that uh, I spoke to San Diego and kind of the changing conditions of San Diego. I see that. I see that. Your music almost has like this collegiate factor to it. Um, yeah, for sure. When I released The Hunchback of Golden Hill, there's a song on there called Drone Palm, which speaks to the way that San Diego has kind of pivoted from you know, spay war and, um, you know, that aspect of the military life and into technology. San Diego kind of became like a, uh, a hub for drone technology. And as we all know, drones are kind of the forefront of modern warfare. That's such a normal business, but it has horrendous results and repercussions from it. Here's the reason I was, I was calling you. I had these two things. One is because I dug Drone Poem. I thought that was a great piece of the San Diego history in there. One of the other things is you were telling me this story about that movie with George C. Scott in it. Tell me about that. 
1979, a film called Hardcore, a film starring George C. Scott, written and directed by a guy named Paul Schrader, I believe. It's about this Midwestern Christian businessman whose daughter goes missing. A movie which will take you into a world never dealt with in a major motion picture. A father searches for his missing daughter, only to find she has been used in a sordid and shocking way. And uh, he hires a private detective to, to search for her. He eventually finds her in a porn film. George C. Scott's character is kind of, you know, traversing the sex underworld of Southern California. And some of the B-roll footage that they use is San Diego in the late 70s, specifically downtown San Diego. It was pretty sketchy. You know, there was uh, peep shows, arcades, triple X, film theaters. That was kind of what was cracking that in bars, obviously. You know, we all know San Diego's gas lamp was this kind of high-end party town, but back then it was, it was pretty seedy. The series on Showtime, The Deuce, is depicting that era of New York, and San Diego's comparable. All the downtown was just littered in just a string of triple X theaters, peep shows, and there were also, you know, ladies of the night. Um, I think we're golden. I think we're golden. Let me get back to the show. I'm holler at you. All right, fellas. Thank you so much. Facts. A lot of people, they think the San Diego's Barrio Logan is getting gentrified. And it is. But that's also a long process. National City is full of Navy ports and also, historically, full of strip clubs and bars. And that's because when we cleaned up downtown sailor scene, we moved it to National City. So now they're getting rid of the strip clubs and bars over there. They're getting rid of the peep shows near 32nd Street's Navy base. Also, the tattoo parlors. No one ever talks about that, but tattoos were a big, big sailor thing. Now, they're not so much. The sailors in the Navy is discouraging them, but people have really grasped onto them out here on the West Coast. So fashion-wise, that's another way that the military has uh, like, uh, made an impression on us. That makes sense, yeah. I mean, these days, you know, you have to kind of say, even on dating apps, like, I don't have tattoos instead of I do have tattoos. <laughs> you know what I mean? Super true. <laughs> Super true. So what's next? Mm. Oh, we were talking about the theory of transplants. Do you remember that? Yeah. People come here and they stay here. All the time. In my opinion, we either got the prettiest people or they're coming to visit. Like we get other cities best and brightest and they come here yeah i've heard girls say that a lot um you know like back home i'm a 10 but la san diego i'm a six mm. um i kind of feel like we've skipped over a big section here we've been talking about this in a pretty cis hetero normative kind of way and we have overlooked the lgbtq community in san diego it's huge and if you're going to talk sex in san diego you have to mention that true true Actually, the first time I came down here um, looking for apartments, my mom and I got on university and we saw like a bunch of people half naked dancing around. And I'm like, what? What's going on? And my mom looks at me and goes, oh, honey, we're behind a gay pride parade. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I want to live right there. This is the beginning of the gay pride parade. This is the apartment we should get. So I ended up getting an apartment right there. And it was right next to Pex. Have you heard of Pex? I know a little bit it's off a of university mm-hmm. in, in uh, San Diego near near what's known as like the uh, the Hillcrest area. Yeah, that place, what I found out, it's mostly a male gay bar. I, I felt really comfortable there. They were really welcoming and it wasn't um, like, hey, what are you doing in our bar? Mm-hmm. 
but um, there are places you don't go there if you're not part of their community, and you just have to respect that. Like the eagle. What's the eagle? The eagle. What is? <sighs> They're more like leather daddies. Like unless you are part of their scene, you don't go there. You don't want to disrespect by saying, "Ooh, what's going on in here? I just want to look and see." <laughs> Everything I've heard it sounds like a really fun place to be. Handsome fuzzy gay men are known as bears. And it turns out that San Diego is a huge jump-off point for bear culture. One of the biggest podcasts in the country is 619 Bearcast, recorded right here in San Diego. There's also the magazine of Bears Life. They have, like, leather daddy contests, and it looks really cool. It does. They have been having the leather daddy competition since 1995, and it's apparently a really big deal. It is a big deal. It is a big deal. And now I'm starting to kind of see your point where the weather plays a part in that. Like the nightlife can go longer because there's no snow. All the, the, the warm nights make it more conducive for people to party out here. I'm, I'm starting yeah. to see your point. And we don't hibernate like they do in cold places. We don't find like our one person to like build our little nest and hibernate with because it's cold and you can't go out. Super true. It's always dating season out here. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. We're not snowed in. We're not snowed in with our one person, you know. We're we're still out there dating Ooh. well into the winter. No one knows how to, like, just buckle down for, for a month or two. Yeah. Like, maybe that makes us kind of immature in a way. We're having lots of fun, but maybe we're just, like, perpetually this immature group of people just dating like we're in our 20s forever. The other thing, then, is San Diego is just full of just super young, sexy people. Well, it doesn't just stop when you, you know, hit a certain age, right? We do have an older community here, too, because, like you said, the weather, you know, like, older people go to warmer climates, and they're still dating, and they're still doing stuff, and they're still having fun in that way. And I don't believe you. (laughs) They do. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, approve. Well, we can call my aunt. She's been a sex therapist for like, what, 20, 30 years? She's kind of an authority. I mean, she's been like, she was the all-American sex kitten in the 70s. All right. Tell you what, we're going to go to commercial real fast. I'm going to set up a Zoom call with your Aunt Diana. Dr. Diana. Dr. Diana. Don't go nowhere. Stay tuned for more. Wait, wait, whose show is this? Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Sex and Stuff with Miss Lolly. hate this. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Welcome back. We've been talking sex in the city, and we're just about to call Dr. Diana for some professional insight. Hold tight. Hello there, Parker. Hi. It's nice to be with you. I see you're on the line with my lovely niece, Lolly. Hi, Diana. 
I called you to help us out with this conversation. First off, is it really true that you were at the inauguration? Clintons, we're friends. We go back to 1969, Bill Clinton and me. He was a Rhodes Scholar then and I was in London for the summer and I met him then and we dated and stayed in touch. So I went to two or three of his inaugurations in Arkansas, and then I went to his first inauguration for president. And we're still friends. We're still friends. Wow. And Diana, that kind of that kind of brings us to what Parker and I were talking about. Yeah. Culture has changed so much in how we interact with each other that yes. uh, you know it's changed how we're having sex too. But I was wondering if you had any insight on that. I think that uh, younger people may be a little more conservative and may be a little less eager to jump into bed and to commit to a long-term relationship because many younger people have seen their own parents divorce. And so they're more cautious about commitment. Uh, that's an awesome point that you're bringing up. And I just want to ask if you think that makes all of our strapping young military men more likely to be promiscuous. Um, and don't forget the military women. I wonder what the difference is there. In the past, there would be a mutual understanding that when they weren't together, they'd have an open marriage and maybe have sex with somebody else. But there's also a lot of uh, just uh, cheating where they don't have that arrangement. The uh, no, the arrangement is we agree to have a non-monogamous uh, relationship or marriage. In the old days, you wrote letters. I mean, I think it's too bad in a way we don't write letters as much or, or Valentine cards, of course, love notes. So you get to know each other better that way and you anticipate the return of your mate. That actually plays into my marriage in a way because I do this LAT arrangement with my husband and that's living apart together. We're highly committed, but we also want personal space and independence. I don't know like if this is San Diego specific or there's something about San Diego. Most people I've talked to recently who don't have children enjoy having a less traditional relationship of varying degrees, you know, yes. uh, living together, not living together. The uh, idea of living together is mostly driven by we can't afford not to, or we're trying to raise kids. Once you get rid of that component, relationships are kind of free to be whatever you and your partner or partners decide that you want them to be. It's a growing trend. Distance and the compressed time together creates anticipation. So this LAT has some similarities to um, military wives and husbands because they're separated by virtue of the fact that they're out in a way. A very yes. good point. Yes. It is. Wait, before you go, let me ask yeah. you because I was, I was paging through your book and I caught this piece about the seven-second kiss. Can you just really fast, can you just tell my listeners what yeah, the seven-second kiss is? So in my book, Love in the Time of Corona, are a number of exercises that I have been using with my couples in my private practice. Now only over Zoom, but in the past in person, of course. So I have a number of exercises. And one is when you see your partner at the end of the day, if you give your partner a seven-second kiss and a 15-second hug, that is long enough to get the oxytocin going. The more you're touched, the more you want to be touched. And it's a positive feedback loop. It's a good thing. Oh my gosh, Dr. Diana, I think we got what we need. I really do. Okay, lovely to meet you, Parker. Bye-bye. I love you. That was awesome. Right, I told you, she's great. She is, she is. 
So look, I would uh, love to do your job for you, but I actually have my own job. So I'm going to go back to doing what I was doing and I'll let you finish this yourself. You can have your show back. Thanks for, um, you know, being a good sport and you lost a bet and you gave me your show. That was, that was really nice of you. I didn't have a choice. I know. I know. We're still <sighs> saying thank you. Thanks, Lolly. Miss Lolly. <sighs> <laughs> Don't leave. I have one more person I had to talk to about this topic of love on the West Coast. He's an L.A. underground rapper with too many tales to count. In my opinion, he's an expert on love. Another, ex- another exclusive. Another exclusive. For for uh for my listeners, um, who are you and what city are we in? Uh, my name is Alex, man. They call me Tumex. I'm an LA underground hip hop artist, and we're currently in Long Beach, California. I'm from Mid City, but I've been in Long Beach for a couple years now. Thank you so much for having us here today. Yeah, no, it's a pleasure, bro. You, you, I like what you guys are doing. Right off the bat, this you know this whole episode is about love, sex. What part does romance play in your songs and in your work? I find it I, most times playing a dominating role because it dominates our thoughts as men you know what i mean whether you're married or not married or you know single or not single i mean that's the man woman dynamic is the for me personally it's the dominating force you know of my life so you know i love women and you know i've always been fascinated with wanting to find a partner you know what i mean mm-hmm. and build you know what i mean and get to and get to that point let me ask you this how many albums are in your catalog today man um I know it's going to sound weird, but I believe if you count all my different band albums, I believe I have 27 records as of today. Does, does your does your rap lifestyle hinder your love life? It used to. I mean, now you know now I'm more grounded. Mm-hmm. But yeah, oh for sure. I mean, you know, I've I've had women that I, that I wanted to really date and have relationships with, and they'll be like, "No, I don't like this. Like, mm. I'm, I don't like going to a show with you." And there's ten other women trying to take pictures with you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just natural. Mm-hmm. Or they're or they'll 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 think that the music is they're just like, that's not my life. Right. And I can respect I can respect somebody for that. And like I said, there's such a theme of love in, in your recordings. I mean, when you have that connection, it's it can be so intense. I've always been I don't have any kids, I'm not married, so I've always been very uh, kind of a commitment folk. Do you write the most when you're in love, when you're falling in love or when you're out of the relationship good question at this point the the way that i write kind of prolifically it it doesn't matter almost so it just you know in love out of love out of my mind and love i love you Mm. from inside of my mind love that kind love that kind of love that cats get in line to love the cure love cats kind of love i could watch a movie and see the relationship inside of a movie Mm -hmm. of two people that are they're obviously just acting i could fictitiously create a song like if it was me but it's not damn imagine you love someone but they're out of town or you love someone but they love someone else or you know what I mean? in in hindsight did you break more hearts than you've had your heart broken hmm yeah yeah i think so bro because when i was young i was a nice guy and i was getting my heart broken being a recording artist and mm-hmm. having this kind of fame this fake temporary adulation yeah i went from zero to a hundred so I went from barely dating people at all and then clicking into being kind of underground rap famous. Mm-hmm. I, I think as a man, 
who was not married or and not having kids and went through that for a long period of time until I realized that maybe that's not the life you want to live. Ooh, you know what I mean? I've already messed up and lost. There's some quality women out there that are, whether they're friends with me or not, some of them are not friends with me anymore, but some of them are. But man, I, there's a couple of quality women out there that I that I've passed up on and I will never have that opportunity again, you know? Whoa. You said you you said this thing, you're like, yo, I got this underground rap fame. And I'm like, let me let me put some context to that because one of the things I'm super uh, a fan of is the movie Whip It. Uh yeah, that song I have a song on there on in the movie. Yeah, once again. Whip it. Oh yeah. So while you're talking about underground fame, I'm like mm -hmm. un underground as in Drew Barrymore, Juliet Lewis movies underground. I've had my moments. I mean, the Visionaries was were lucky enough to put a song in the movie Ocean's Twelve. I got I got a song on the Twilight Zone. And there's a new Visionary album, a new Visionaries album out right now. Yeah, yeah. it's called V. Yeah, yeah. we're blessed. We, Jazzy Jeff blessed us with the interlude, what? and uh, the intro is by Harry Allen. He does a two and a half minute synopsis on the group. It's amazing, bro. It's like the highlight of my life. Speaking of new music, you got uh, a single out right now. And it's uh, produced by Will I Am, yeah, 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 and features Will on the record. What's the name of it? It's called L.A. Underground, and uh, yeah, I was blessed by Will I Am from Black Eyed Peas. Uh, he, um, I asked him to do a verse, and he ended up redoing the whole song, <laughs> producing it, <laughs> dropping two verses, chopping my verse up, and I mean, made it seem like a duet. You know, what I mean, yeah. Will, Will I Am's brilliant. And so, you know, he blessed me with a with a song. You know, I, I've known Will since I was in high school. I, I went to high school with Will. You know, we always talked about randomly doing something, and dude, he just totally laced me on New Year's. You know, as the as New Year's was clicking over this year, yeah, like eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, yeah, he was hitting me up like doing notes. <laughs> I'm like, dude, aren't you Will? I am, bro. Like, aren't you got something more cracking to do on New Year's? I'm very grateful, man. And he's gonna hopefully produce some more stuff, and you know, keep moving. Can you do me a favor and just tell the people your name and introduce the song for me? Yeah, my name is Tumax, and uh, the song's called L.A. Underground. It features Will I Am, and uh, it's a dope song. You should check it out. It was all a dream. I used to read the Source magazine. Me and Elemental lighting like you're in a limousine. Little church boy, always into wrestling. Little did I know I'd be the Hulk Hogan of hustling. You see this hip hop, it took over my body. Got me doing the wop up my style. Halali Dali. I never let this music ever steal my soul. That's why I still bump a truck called Quest and De La Soul. Too many things in life that we can control. Except the music we love, which I treat like gold. Cause every time you download my album off a band camp, you prove to me you got my back for Forever like a tramp stamp I know you're looking for something just a tick tock But I'm for South Central I give you something you could crib walk This ain't that little kid wig wag big talk This is that real LA underground hip hop uh -huh. This is that real LA underground hip hop That's right This is that real LA underground hip hop uh -huh. This is that real LA underground hip hop this is that real LA underground hip hop Hollywood to Inglewood We go from we talk about LA Boya Heights to Compton We go from we talk about LA Some of us nice, some scandalous Wiggins in Los Angeles LA uh, We be throwing up that LA 
I'm from the city that's grittier East, Los, West Coast, cruising down with your Boulevard, Boyle Heights from the underground Now I'm on a flight, out of space, out of sight Sputnik satellite Came up from the block, now I'm like an astronaut African descent, Cosmo, call me astronaut I was making sense, but now I'm making cash a lot She got big leaders, who cares, she got ass or not After I smash, I'm a Dodger, I'm a LA Dodger, yeah Oh yeah, head to the class, I'm true school Graduate with honors, yeah I'm from the city where we say Look for trophies, cause we rolling with the robbers, yeah I'm from the city where we got no peace Cause them niggas rolling with the choppers I made it to the tip top Came from the LA underground hip hop uh -huh. This is that real LA underground hip hop That's right. This is that real LA underground hip hop uh -huh. This is that real LA underground hip hop This is that real LA underground hip hop Hollywood to Inglewood Before we talk about LA Boy, your heights to Compton You work for me, talk about LA Some of us nice, some scandalous Wickedness again in Los Angeles LA, uh, we be throwing up that LA N.W.A. Snooping King T Freestyle Fellowship for outside of Nipsey Brand new begins and the leaders of the new school We from the west but we got love for the east coast too Ah oh, yeah In fact, I'm so dope I just did a song with Where one X, two max, time to flex Wu-Tang Clan told them to protect their neck I don't care about these names Cool Keith and K, I just one, they know my name Certified underground in the game Yeah. Fool still trying to doubt me You can't make a record in Los Angeles without me Two max from a Mexican descent Mid-city California still rapping to the death Your mic and my mic, come on, yo, no equal I freak that technique, cause you know I'm technical Off that cerebral, got crowns like I'm regal It's Will 1X from the X-Men like Magneto uh, I'm from the projects with no transport Now I got a whole bunch of stamps on my passport Worldwide. From a kid that wanted to be a gangster To fall in love with Gangstar If you survive 2020 and you should thank God Everybody needs a little money in their bank card I wanna thank y'all Give thanks for the haters Cause if there wasn't hating I wouldn't aim far That was my motivation to switch my standards Spit on every boulevard Little shit like a vanguard Ah oh, yeah I started as a backpack rapper Now I got a briefcase Ah oh, yeah I still bang beats on the table Let me let the beat break This is that real LA underground hip hop This is that real LA underground hip hop Thanks for stopping in. The Parker Edison Project is produced and hosted by yours truly, Parker Edison, and the good people at Platform Collection. Be sure to subscribe and catch the next episode on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, visit theparkeredisonproject.com or hit us on Instagram at the PE Project. My guy, Kurt Conan, is audio production manager. Kinsey Moore Lynn is my favorite podcast coordinator. Lisa J. Morissette is Operations Manager, and John Decker is Associate General Manager for Content. This programming is made possible in part by the KPBS Explore Content Fund. I love saying that because it reminds me of Sesame Street. Y'all stay safe out there. <laughs>